Chapter Fifty Seven of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter, by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter Fifty Seven, A Crime of Contemplation. Still self-invited. Rupert accompanied the ladies to the house, and assisted them to dismount with great show of courtesy and respect. The little ruffle with Vega had determined him not to try on that tack again. He did not go inside with them, having some directions to give to his suite, soon approaching up the avenue. Besides, it was nearing dinner hour, and they must needs repair to their dressing-rooms. Left by himself, the prince seemed all impatience for his escort to come up. He had even shown haste when helping the ladies out of their saddles, as if wishing to be disembarrassed of them with the least delay. Some new thought or scheme had evidently entered his mind, and recently, or since dispatching Trepper with the order to Lunsford, as then he had said nothing about time when they were near enough to hear him he called out making a sign to the officer at their head to hasten them on this was lunsford himself who perceiving that something was wanted separated from the cavalcade spurring his horse to a quick canter as the haw-haw gate had already been opened he passed through it without stop or interruption on to the house. "'Come up nearer,' said the prince, speaking low and in a cautious manner, as if he feared being overheard. He was standing in the porch, a little elevated above the ground, and as the other drew alongside, seated in the saddle, their heads were close enough for conversing in whispers. "'What is it, your highness?' asked Lonsford, wondering at the air of mystery. I suppose Trevor has told you the pater is not at home? He has, Prince, but I knew it before. Indeed? How learnt you? When? Just after your highness rode away from us, one of Powell's people, a sort of shepherd or cowboy, chanced to be coming into the park and with a little cross-questioning i got out of him both the fact of his master's absence and the whereabouts he's at gloucester yes prince but the affair of monmouth will draw him home soon as he receives news of it he should have had that long ago so may be expected here at any moment just so but if he gets word of our being here before him, he may turn back and give us the go-by. So I want a half a dozen files detached, and sent off along the Gloucester Road, under a trusty officer, in all haste. If they meet him, he's to be made prisoner at once. It's already done, Your Highness. What? Has Powell been taken? No, Prince, pardon me. I meant the detachment has been sent to intercept him. I took the liberty of doing that without your orders. There was not time to communicate with your highness, unless at the risk of being 
too late true colonel true and it would have been too late he went on to explain in justification of his act as your highness started to join the hawking party perhaps you may not have noticed a man separating from it and riding back through the trees nine colonel i did not but i did prince he appeared to be one of their attendants a groom though in the distance one couldn't be sure what but from the way he went off i suspected it had something to do with our being seen soon as i learnt the other thing i was sure of it besides shortly after he had passed out of sight behind the firs i distinctly heard hoof-strokes as of a horse in full gallop putting that and that together it occurred to me he might have gone off to give the very warning your highness had apprehended if such were his intent he may still no prince not likely he won't be in time going out by a back gate he'll have to ride the whole round of the park before he can get upon the drybrook road which is that for gloucester the detachment started only a few minutes less than five after and on the direct route will easily head him off they have orders to lay him by the heels and bring him back here it's to be hoped the other with him god colonel you've been clever a capital stroke of strategy if it fail i shan't blame you your highness's approval gratifies me i think we need not fear failure at all events the messenger if such he is will be stopped and something will be squeezed out of him as to his errand i gave instructions that a file be sent back with him soon as taken so we may expect seeing him ere long i suppose your highness designs to quarter here for the night any number of nights colonel if one be not enough for accomplishing my purpose half a one will be enough for that prince if you proceed to accomplishing it in the way i would advise you no timid measures will avail here only the bold course which conquest gives a right to all over the world without a blush did the ruffian give utterance to his atrocious counsels for he knew they were congenial to him into whose ears he was pouring them belike that will be the best way rejoined the prince well knowing what was hinted at i come to be of your mind colonel but now return to the escort give directions for their going into quarters see that sentries are set round the house with outlying pickets we cannot be too careful though monmouth is in our hands when you have everything settled come to me inside then we can talk about further action light of heart lunsford proceeded to the execution of the orders thus given by the prince's manner and speech half admitting he saw that the latter had received a rebuff and was in the mood for violence even to outrage it would be nothing new to him nor the first time for the ex-lieutenant of the tower to be his aide and companion in such a criminal escapade as that 
they were now contemplating verily were ambrose powell's daughters in danger and a danger neither had conception or suspicion of end of chapter fifty seven recording by john brandon